When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 343 of She Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the beautifully quaffed Elsie Escobar. Hello. She's making winning monkey. gestures. I'm hanging. Oh, that was a monkey. Oh, my bad. I don't know. Or I'm dancing. You would make the weirdest looking monkey ever. I would. It's so long. Well, monkeys are long. The other monkeys would think you were weird. Yeah, that. <laughs> I totally agree. A giraffe like, on the other What is hand. wrong with that monkey? Why? Why is that monkey Someone so... feed her. Feed her. She's not eating her bananas. No, Hurry up. Also, yeah. They would put a pile of bananas at your feet. Have, Meanwhile, have, they'd probably take them away from me because they'd be like, this bitch has too many bananas. <laughs> hey, so oh, that's funny. have you already found out everything about yourself? Do you feel like you know yourself so well that you don't have epiphanies about yourself? No, I do have epiphanies about myself still. Yeah, okay, good. But I know myself pretty well, but it's the why that I have trouble with. Why you are how you are? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like, for example, I was, well, I mean, I was a little stoned, but I was like, <laughs> you know, is that weird to say? People get stoned Dude, now. It's legal. Just, Whatever. I know. Hey, there's podcasts about it. Yeah. But not this one, though. But I, anyway. No. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. You know, it was around my birthday and my husband was waxing poetic about all the things he liked about me. And I was just like, what must that be like to love something so earnestly and without judgment or reservation. And then I was like, why the fuck am I like this? Then my dad called. Oh. And and I talked to my dad. Hey, dad, how's it going? Everything's great. And dad, if you're listening, sorry, it's just an observation. And we hang up and I look at Scott and I go, you know, my dad only now says I love you when I we get off the phone. But it's only if I say it first. Like he is very emotionally unavailable, let's say. Or maybe verbal alert. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. I will never complain about my parents. They were lovely parents. But I, but you know, like Scott had to train him to like hug, hug him when he first got, he was just like, I'm going to hug you, Andy. You know, like my dad is just, you know, he appreciates, but with like a pat on the back, he doesn't do a lot of hugging and, and he's not cuddly. Like Isaac spent the night at there and I was just like, well, you might as well cuddle up to Bubby because it's not going to be my dad because he's just not cuddly. He's not affectionate like that. And then I was like, oh, that's why I think it's weird when people are emotional about things because he's not like that. But it just hit me. I'm almost I'm 47. And I never I always thought, well, what's wrong with my parents? Why? Are, how can my parents possibly play a part? Because I'm not, you know, I mean, you don't know if you're happy that things are awry and, and they're not awry. It's just that this plus this equals this. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Also, okay, so, so to, I'm going to add another... So now I know why I'm dead inside, which is no. great. <laughs> I'm going to add another yeah. layer to this. What if, okay. 
Okay, because you you always saying to me like I'm dead inside, right? So so yeah. How, what about if like I was gonna say, what about if we were friends? <laughs> anyway, I wonder. I wonder. What if I said to you, you know, a few times during our friendship, you know, Jess, you're dead inside, and then you were like, no, I'm not. And then you kept on going around and then you kept going. And I would say, well, Jess, you're dead inside. And then all of a sudden you said, you know what? I totally am dead inside. So I'm bringing this up because Because... is there a difference between when people tell us things and then we go, no, I'm not. Because you really don't think you are. And then you have the epiphany and then you go, Mm. oh my God, I totally am that. So what is the most meaningful thing when people tell you or when you recognize it? When you recognize it, I think. People tell you you, you're going to doubt that they know anything. At least I'm, I'm oppositional to think that no one knows what they're talking about. Like I'm enough oppositional. Like if, for me, if I don't see it, it doesn't happen. So Right. If, or, or the other thing is that, and this is also depending on who's telling you about yourself too, because a partner could be suspicious or accusing. Whereas a friend, like you, for example, like I know you have my best interest at heart before your own, but there are other people I don't know that about. So if I'm told that I'm a problem, for example, I usually bring it back to intention. Hmm. Because then I know whether or not I'm actually a problem or if I'm being misunderstood. And normally it's number two. If any time anyone's told me I'm a problem, it's because I'm being misunderstood or because I'm so pissed that I don't care anymore if I'm a problem. Right. (laughs) I just no longer care because I'm too annoyed and I have to get it out. But what do you think? Do you think it's more when you have an epiphany or when others are like, you know, Elsie, you're on your own planet or whatever? So, okay, so I'm going to address first. Look at what Andrea Andrea wrote in the comments there. She said, it's when coaches I paid to help me give me an observation about myself that I see and believe it. And then Bonnie says, your perception equals your reality. Well, that's true. Perception is reality. Both of those are on par with each other. Now there's, I kind of wish that I would be like Andrea, where if I paid a coach to tell me these things that I would see it and believe it. It's never happened to me. But I haven't had that experience myself. I think that there is an element of oppositioning because it is in the reflection back that now I'm looking back at my behavior in other times and I go, wow. If you're not aware that you're oppositional, you have a bigger problem than we thought. Yes. I know. I mean, I am oppositional. oppositional. I I know that I'm oppositional. But what I'm saying to you is that I didn't realize to the extent that I am that. Oh, look, Andrea said that I helped her see things about herself. Okay, here's the thing. I did see the level of my oppositionness that has played itself outside. And this is what was the huge eye-opener for me. That has played itself outside my relationships with people that are really close to me. Because I am oppositional with you. Yes. I am oppositional with my parents. Very. I witnessed that. I am oppositional. That was a fascinating. Yeah, I'm I'm very oppositional. Yeah, with you, with my parents. With Randy, I am oppositional, but I tend to not fight him so hard because he is 
He is so solid. Like, he will not, but he's so like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, there's nothing that moves the man. And so I end up being like the little tiny person that's going, and then he's just like, really solid, unmoving. And then I, I tire myself out. So then I just kind of like, I give up. I don't say anything. I fume in my own head. Oh, look, my mom's there. My mom c- agrees. I am a position. Right. Yes. With, well, because you said with your parents and then it popped up. Yes. 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 <laughs> so I'm a position with my parents. And then I started to look back at my current and you know what sparked it? My conversations Me? that I've had with, no, not you. My conversations that I've had with you about what's going on with my job job and the new folks that are we're working with. So keeping it super vague, I am now in a position where I'm starting to be like, I'm getting that feeling again where I'm like, no. And then I realized that I actually did yes. it. I started to, I did it when I was on stage. Like, I haven't told you the story, but like way back in the day, I was, I was hired as a professional actor. I was doing a show at the San Diego Rep. I thought we were having a great time doing the show. It's really challenging. It's a very challenging show for me in many different ways. But a week before we were to go on, literally right before doing the tech week, the director replaced my main character. Oh, shit. The love interest. I was like the lead female. He was the lead male. And he carried the entire show. It was like, basically, like he was much, a much bigger part than I was. He replaced my lead actor, the guy who I've been working with the entire time, who was supposed to be like the love interest. And we had built chemistry and we did all the, you know, we had weeks of working together. And now I've had this other guy. How long did you have to work with him before you were? A week before we went live. And I. Let me guess. Did you throw a fit? I did. (laughs) <laughs> and then what happened and then what happened is i never were i like i'm sure he's never wanting to work with me ever again because i was just like this is totally not okay who is mind you i have to tell you who the guy was <laughs> well oh, I, I think wait. i've told you who it was it was uh ricardo chavira from uh desperate housewives and he's doing selena right now he's the dad in selena oh my god he was my leading man and that's right. Was, that's right. Oh, my God. Gorgeous man, like tall, dark, handsome man. Was he amazing well, yeah. to me? He is amazing. And so, so hot. And then the, the guy who was, you know, the new replacement was the director's son. And he was a foot shorter than me. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, yes. that's a mistake. That's a terrible mistake. So I went from like tall, dark and handsome to not that. And then, and so spit all over my laptop. And so I was very, I was very disturbed. Mind you, he really was a better suited character. He was better Still. suited in all diff- different ways because he knew his father's work in ways that the first guy mm-hmm. did not. Right in a deeper level, he knew the style of the show. Like it wasn't like a, it was a very stylized piece. And he knew how it was working. So I understand why this happened. But what I didn't understand was the lack of communication, the lack of like even letting me know that this was, I mean, this was a huge change. And I had to deal with like, it's awkward. It's weird. It is. 
so I did throw a bit of a tantrum. I did do the thing. I mean, obviously I performed and all the stuff, but I let it be known through my entire being, which I think that you have been around me now enough to know that when Elsie does not like something, you are like, holy, I have like a big cloud over my head that covers my entire self. And it's like, don't mess with her because she will bite me. When Elsie is annoyed about something, no matter what you say to her, it's stupid. <laughs> That's the evil Elsie. Elsie, when she's annoyed, not even at me or maybe her kid, could be anybody. But when she gets on the phone and she's mad at anyone, everything you say to her is the dumbest thing she's ever heard. <laughs> and she has to argue with it. Because like the because we recently had a call where she had a cloud over her head, such as I know, she's describing. I did have a cloud over my head, but it wasn't about you guys. But yes, I agree. And that's what No, like but we got off the phone and Melissa and I were both like, yes, Elsie, whatever you say, Elsie. Yes, Elsie. You win, Elsie. Okay, Elsie. Whatever you want, Elsie. <laughs> and Melissa was like, do you need to see if she's okay? And I was like, no, she's just... <laughs> Honestly... I've talked to you enough in the middle of the day to know that it's not your best time. Because <laughs> you're running from one thing to another. You haven't eaten. You have to pee. The girls are bothering you. Like, <laughs> like it's not your best moment of the day is like one, two o'clock is like, I mean, actually now is one o'clock. But yeah, but Mondays are Mondays. Mondays are the special day where we record. Right. And everybody is paying attention. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So I'm curious why you brought this up about knowing yourself and epiphanies like. It's interesting. I mean, one thing that annoys my husband about me the most is that I don't like help unless I ask for it. I don't want people to just jump in and start helping me because it feels very much to me like taking over, especially mm. men. And I and I mean, I'd love to say that this is because of some kind of damage a man did. But sadly, no, I started when I was eight years old. I was eight years old and my mom was going back to school at night school to be an accountant. And I had to, you know, after school, my sister and I went to her best friend's house and they had two sons, one that was a year younger than my sister and one that was a year older than me. Although we were technically, we were kind of the same age. We're like a year apart. And we're sitting at the kitchen table doing our homework. And he started to be like, look over and see what I'm doing. And he's like, you're not doing that right. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> no, you're not doing it right because blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm doing it right. I'm doing it this way for a reason. And he was like, well, you can't do it that way. And I blew up in his face. I mean, it went on for like a half hour. And then he went to his mother. He's like, I was just trying to help her because I, I was furious. I was like, oh get your eyes off my paper. Get your face out of my face. Don't look at my homework. Do what you were doing. Leave me alone. I don't like you. Like, I just went nuts. I went yeah. nuts. Well, Troy has a point, you know, in the chat. Troy has a point. He said it ain't helping if they didn't ask. So, I mean... He was nine. I was eight. I never felt bad about it, but he was clearly surprised that his help was unwanted, especially because he was thinking he was kind. And I was like, back off, bucko. But I just, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like when Scott does. This is why, honestly, I've learned I don't like to cook in the kitchen when the other two are, like when Meryl and Scott are down because they got to help. Are you sure that's the right spoon for that? I, if I were you, I would use this other bowl. If I, you know, uh, are you maybe uh, the other day it was like I was making tuna casserole and she was just like, do you think that's enough protein with only two cans of tuna? And I was like, if I add another one, it's half tuna. <laughs> it's half tuna yeah. and half. I mean, like, I, I can only eat so much fish in one bite. No. So. Yeah, helping. I don't like unsolicited helping at all. That said, I'm also very bad at asking for help. So that's a lot more understandable, though, Jess. That's not like, 
I, I believe most people would not be okay with that. I wouldn't like unsolicited help either, unless I'm really struggling. And mind you, you still, even when I'm really struggling and then you offer some kind of help, you usually do it in a way that you say, do you want a little bit of help with this because of whatever, yeah. right? And it's very specific, the the way in which you offer that out, because then I can say yes or no, or you know what I really would need help with. Actually, you know what, including to the realization of yourself, right? Because I, I kind of, I have been thinking a lot about this mm -hmm. because I've also come up to another realization. And this time it was obviously about the show notes, you know, because I've been such a gung-ho, like I re I refuse. You've been very controlling about our show notes. Yes, I've been very controlling about the show notes. And I was, I'm not, I'm, I can't say I was making up stories in my head because I understood a process that I wanted to stick to and I couldn't allow for a differentiation in that. So the reason that now I am so much more open to it is because I came to a desire to want to switch my show notes up. Like I wanted to switch it up because I felt there was a better way to do it for the show, not necessarily for me, but a better way in the way that I've been watching everybody's show notes to do it for the show, right? And then I wanted to test it out, but I didn't know what that was. So I kind of got stuck in a weird place. Like a little loop? Like a little loop where it's like, I have to keep doing it this way, but I don't have time to figure out if there's a new way to, a better way to do it totally. because it's too much. So when Melissa uh, offered to do, she just sent us her notes, you know, when she was here. And yeah. then that yeah. allowed me to start to start from a framework to see how we can evolve the show notes yeah. to a different type of a feel that I, I was looking for. And I think we're moving forward with that. And that made me feel really good. And to come back to it, I did finally, and I, and you know, unfortunately, this is like hum, human beings, man. I did finally hit the biggest pain point, which is my time now is even less than it was before. So if you could remove these things, I no longer have the attachment that I did because I have other things that need to get done that are much more important. Not to say that the show notes are not important, but meaning for us, right? I'd rather not do the show notes for an hour on the weekends and for me to work or for us to work on the stuff that we're working for the membership. Like that to me, it feels like I need to work on that. I don't want to work on the show notes. So it switched it around. Which brings me back again that I think as human beings, we often, we hit that wall where we're done, at least for me. I can't say all of us. I often hit walls. And when I hit a wall, I'm done with the thing. I'm done. It's yeah. time to do the other thing now. But I just wish I would get there sooner. I don't know how to do that. You know, I was reading, first of all, besides not being in touch with my emotions, I'm not really well in touch with my money blocks Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for the money blocks, like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And I realized I was smack dab in the middle of executing one as I was reading it. It was <gasps> about, I know, I know, dude, I know. Let me just, I'm, I'm trying to find it because I think it's useful. I don't know if it's like family money drama or I don't think it is. It's more about me. It's like, I don't believe I'm you know, I'm sabotaging success, but because of a weird, maybe it's like, I don't trust myself if I am successful, therefore I sabotage it every time. Hmm. And I was reading this the day that I decided to push our membership launch again. Oh. And also I'm in the process of being like, 
maybe I don't like these designs. Maybe I want some. Really what it is is like I've been doing it myself and I'm okay with doing like the copy myself, but I don't want to do the design myself. And like when when Melissa, you know, she's not feeling well and, and I didn't think she'd be able to maybe work with me this week. I was like, oh my God, just all the things I have to do myself like this week is fucking crazy. I can't do that and have meetings and live my life. I'm going to have to not live my life for a whole week. What am I doing? And then I read that and it was like, and it was like, you start over, you, you know, throw away the whole concept and start from scratch. And I was like, oh, shit. That's exactly what I do. I don't remember why necessarily, but I remember being like, oh, no, I'm doing this. I am doing it right now. Oh, (laughs) shit. So, and I I mean, it still doesn't, it doesn't get rid of like the urge to do it at all. It's just more about like, okay, well, now that I know, I can stop myself from being a jackhole, well, <laughs> you know, from doing... Yeah, you know? this is... Wait, wait, wait. Here they are. Here's, I, okay, found it, okay. I found it. All right. All right. Here's the three most common money blocks. You have to re- work really hard to make money. You can help people or make money, but not both. Or more money, more problems. And the first one, you have to work hard to make money. That is the one. Because it says... How do you know if you have this block? You find yourself reinventing the wheel or overcomplicating systems instead of following a proven plan. You procrastinate and end up doing things last minute or all nighters. You get bored and break stuff that works just so you can start over from scratch. You resist outsourcing, preferring to do everything yourself because it's quicker or because no one else can do it the way you can do it. You feel like you're cheating if you think things are too easy or you write off your wins as flukes. You're never proud of yourself. Oh, wow. I was like, damn, all of those are me. And I didn't know that I felt this way. But I was like, oh, my God, my money block is you have to work. If it's easy, it's not worth doing. It has to be hard or it's not a success. Ah, crap. Because I looked at the membership and I go, oh, my God, I've complicated this to the point of no return. I was originally supposed to have the team design it. But I got all crazy with the with the graphics, as you can see, if you're watching this live, I got all crazy with wanting the graphics to be like like the yellow submarine. I wanted each course to have its own background. Like, why am I doing that? What am I doing that for? Who the fuck cares? I mean, most people aren't even going to care what it looks like. Am I right? Yeah. <sighs> it's really frustrating. It's really, really frustrating. So I'm pushing it back so that I can hire someone to do the things that I'm struggling with because... I need to enjoy my life. And even though I'm desperate to launch it, I don't want to do it and then hate it, which is what always happens. So I'm not going to hate it. I'm going to be thrilled with it because someone else is going to do it instead of me. But that's a huge realization. And one, I, it made me feel like I did not know myself at all. And this was like two days ago. Yeah. I mean, I could, that's one of those things where I could have told you that, but I didn't know that was a block. You know what I mean? You could have told me what, that, I, that I'm afraid of success? What do you mean? No, no, no. The things that you, like, I would never have mm-hmm. said the top level things, like the, the way right, that right. it was, the, those, those things I would have not. Like you have to work hard? I was like, what? Like, I, I mean, I wouldn't have gone like, that's Jessica, but like with those bullet points. Yes. I was like, uh-huh. I mean, I do the thing where I want to do everything myself because nobody can do it the way I can. I could do that. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff, I'm not as... The other bullets, I'm not that person. But that one bullet, yes, I am. No, but, but the next one, Elsie, you can either help people or make money. 
listen to these. You feel it's exploitive to charge fees to help people transform their lives. You feel so bad when people can't afford your fees that you work for them for free at the expense of other paying clients. You feel guilty about making money and feel you should give it away. And you secretly judge people in your industry who make a lot of money or think they must be doing something dodgy in order to be successful. I mean, there's a few in there that I subscribe to as well. And I don't think that you can either help people or make money or both, but somewhere deep inside, something in there is going, this isn't right. Yep. You're not a good person if you're wealthy and helping people, then you're bad. Right. I mean, and and it's why we're in our, what, eighth year of She Podcast and we're only just now, like, we only just recently started it as a business. I think both of us have got a serious problem with that one. We did. We did have. And I think that there's a lot of learning that happens. And that's when I was thinking about, I was like, when are you going to be able to just get over it? Like, how are you going to? That's why I asked the question, can we have these realizations faster, please? Because if I would have just, <laughs> no, you know, like, I wish that there was like a, like, just what, <laughs> there was a thing where that's it was not like, how this... the universe works. Well, I know, but then, I mean, okay. I just, you have to have the epiphanies when you need them, not all at once. Imagine, exactly. Imagine the download of all the things. You just, yes. like, I'll file this for later. This doesn't apply now. I can't deal with this right now. Right. You, Absolutely. You gotta, But in that process, though, there are some folks that are, okay, so this is where the element of privilege comes into the mix, okay? When you have the privilege to work on yourself and be alone-ish, at least, Mm -hmm. to just focus on bettering yourself, attuning to the deeper parts of your heart, prayer, connection to something bigger, recognizing that you're part of a whole, Mm -hmm. all of the things, all the studies that make you a better human, all the ability to read the books and from wise people who have done a lot of work in not only business, but spirituality and communities and all the insight that comes from social work and all of that, because there are all of this information is out there to be able to not only get it, but digest it transform it. And therefore you are as well. The privilege to have that space is not there for a lot of us because we have to be doing X, Y, Z, turning upside down, dealing with the reality of the thing. The car is broken. The child is having a problem. There's no internet. We have to get this, you know? And so the ability to have those downloads or the trans trans you know that time to digest all the stuff that's a privilege that many of us don't have because especially and and may i make this a gendered thing especially some women well i was just gonna say it's also an age thing it's it could be an age thing or it's a woman thing too though i mean because of the fact that there's a lot of time i mean in in times prior to the ones that we have and the way that we've been socialized We have to take care of so many different things and juggle a bazillion different things now. And then historically, at least, so socially speaking in the past decade or so, men were still going to the office and going to do their thing at the office and coming home later. Whereas then women started to not only take care of the household, but start online businesses or side hustles or Mm -hmm. trying to do this other thing on the side and then 
also being able to do the work and work and home. And then there was that whole thing of like working moms. And and it just became that we are now multitasking a bazillion different things. When do we get an opportunity to get through those insights? I feel like the luxury is also age only because I don't recall. I mean, like I had the bandwidth, I think, once my older children got older. It's just that I didn't take those opportunities because I was too busy trying to hustle and prove something. Right. Like I wasn't at the age where I wanted to see how I was connected and what my role was in the universe. I didn't even get curious about that till I was around 40. Right. But I was more curious about like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Not who am I supposed to be? And actually, the things that sent me down those journeys were tragedy. Yep. Had I not had tragedy, I may have never, ever tried to know who I was supposed to be or even question it because I was too busy gunning for success because success is the only answer and being wealthy is the only answer and having a beach house and whatever else I want to do is like, those are the priorities, not who am I supposed to be and who am I supposed to help and why me and not someone, you know, like there is something to be said for wondering, like if you're on the right path as a person Hmm. or have you screwed up the first 50 years? Because you know, you don't have another, you probably don't have another 50, but maybe a little less than that. Your mom said every moment is a teaching uh, is a lesson for everybody if you pay attention. It's true. That is true. It's very and true. At the, but at the same time, though, are we ready to listen? And that's really just us, right? Because yeah, the opportunity for us to look at those teachings is there. But I think that society, regardless of what it's doing right now, there is an element of where we are failing is Mm -hmm. in our ability to digest what we are receiving. Just the action of digesting is not happening. And that can be layered on to every part, the way that we're eating our food, because we're just shoving it in our mouths. We don't even know what hunger feels like anymore. Or we're starving, Mm -hmm. we're shoving that food in the mouth, and it causes issues inside of the gut where you are either going to the bathroom like a knot, like just diarrhea, hello, or you're just all stuffed up and you can't go to the bathroom. There's issues with the digestive system because we're not digesting our food. We're eating, walking around, shoving food in, randomly eating stuff while we're doing different things. That's just, Mm -hmm. that's actually a metaphor for how we're doing our life. So even now opening up social media, everything's coming in, all of the news, all of the information, everything that's happening in your eyes, what you're listening to, all of this stuff, we have no time to digest that and it gets stuck in ourselves and we have no way to even do either to get rid of it or it's stuck in there somehow. Same exact thing. And so, yeah, there are all of these little things and that's why, and you know, especially with the, with Ayurveda, at least the system that I try to align to, it doesn't matter how healthy the food is. So it doesn't matter if you are reading the healthiest books for you, meaning the most healing things, if you're following people that are healing for you, if you are doing all this stuff, if you cannot properly digest, then it doesn't matter how, what quite your food that you're eating. It doesn't matter the high quality of food that you're eating. Andrea is becoming exhausted just listening to us. There's too much all the time. Andrea knows. And she just, her car broke down or something and she had to be in the thing. I mean, that's annoying and horrible. And I'm sorry. And I'm glad that you invested in all of your roadside assistance. So good for you for having the foresight of doing that. But oh my God. Your mom says, um, life is changing all the time. What you know today is not the same tomorrow. The only constant is our faith. That is true for 
for you, mommy, but, but my faith wanes all the time. The only constant is me. And that's why I'm trying to get to know myself better and be more in touch with my emotions because my thoughts about religion or my thoughts about love, my thoughts about friendship and all those things, they constantly change. What I think I want versus what I've actually had before versus what I have now versus what if I could create an ideal, like I'm constantly ruminating that crap in my head all the time. And does your mom, I don't know if your mom knows that my husband's studying to be a rabbi. No, I have not told her that. His faith is also never waning. And that makes me more, makes me question it more. Like, is he serious or <laughs> doesn't quite? I can't believe he doesn't question it ever because that's my nature is to because I'm oppositional is to question everything. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He has no he has full faith, but he doesn't know shit. I can't differentiate between what I think and what I want to think. And I don't know. It's just hard. So I've been trying to teach my children that like they've got to become friends with themselves, which is a hard thing to do. But if you don't, then you're always lonely. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Jews always ask questions. We're brought up to do that. That's because our parents are also oppositional or they wouldn't have come to this country <laughs> in the first place. Dude. It takes an oppositional. I always think that immigrants and children of immigrants are ADHD and oppositional because it takes a very restless person to be like, fuck this shit. I'm moving out of Russia. Hey, you know, yeah, you never know. That is a you... big trip. Your parents oh my are God. Per- perfect examples. That Absolutely. takes a lot of balls to leave your situation and come here not knowing what's here. It's scary. But I think that there has to be like a restless spirit there to do that. You get it from somewhere else. You just don't know where at this moment. <laughs> it's all, yes, it's all in my DNA, man. It's all it in my DNA. Yeah. We don't know from who. Do you? you? Maybe you do know from who. I don't know, dude. I'm oppositional to my core. No, I know. But someone in your family is also a troublemaker besides you. Who is it? Oh, I Are you, don't you know. Wanna, you don't know? Okay. No, I have no idea who's a troublemaker unless it's like, it's like this. Grandparents? We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. No, no. It's, that. So it's you Bruno finally watched in our family. It. Bruno in our you family. Nobody talks about Bruno. So. No, I guess that's true. It's there is somebody Bruno. in my family that is that song. And that's why you know over here about the people. Because cause we don't talk about Bruno. Mm-hmm. Oh. Married in a Sorry. I'm telling you, just watching Encanto is everybody's, it's like, oh my God, yes. Relatable no matter who you are. It's so true. Anyway, yeah, this has been an interesting exploration into the sense of self. Because <laughs> and, can, let me ask you this. Okay. Do you think you can get to know yourself better if you read your astrological sign, your um, oh. ENFT, your Myers-Briggs, your... Uh, human design like do you think that those things are consistent do they clash with one another is that helpful in the journey of getting to know yourself or is it just is it just distraction i think that they have been actually very helpful i think that the first to insight into any kind of personality things for most people is like astrological signs and stuff but Mm -hmm. the really helpful ones are the personality ones are unbelievable like the the Myers-Briggs, Myers-Briggs stuff 
Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. The Enneagram stuff is phenomenal. Yeah. Like all of those insights, like the fascination principle, like there's all of these things that in looking back and being able to call through some of that information, it has been really interesting because I have a document where I have all of the quizzes and stuff to be able to go into that. And the way that they're actually, you know, what's really actually the most important and the more, the, the ones that I have seen how helpful they are, are the ones that are used for work environments where you're able to do some of these tests, these personality tests at work so that you know. That's the five characteristics. It's like, that's I the forget. one that I've seen used. What the fuck is it called? What is it called? Um, Wait, hold on. Strength finders, the strength finder. Yes. Yeah, strength finder. So strength yes, finder. That's a big one. The strength finder was a huge for me because I was just like, oh, that's amazing. Like it makes sense. So many it makes different sense things. For me too. It explained a lot. Yes. It explained a lot to me. My five characteristics helped me know what I should be doing and what I shouldn't be doing, which is something no one could tell me before. But the fact that I but I have a like futuristic and woo, which means it, you know, those two things together means that I can see and visualize a future that I can let other people see as well because I'm a woo person. So I'm just charismatic enough to get people to see my point of view, especially if I'm like, imagine a world where we're doing this, right? Like people are like, I see it, you know, (laughs) you know, like I'm good at that. I mean, so that's why I think I'm good that's why I think I'm good at writing copy, especially for our right. event, because I see, I actually do see it and I right. can communicate what I see and everyone having a good time and everyone learning. And like, and I think that people pick up on that. Whereas like, I don't remember what, I, don't, I think we have some of the same ones, but I don't know. Well, I think that what the one that you're talking about, the futuristic thing, I don't think that that's part of the Myers-Briggs. No, Myers-Briggs is ENTJ. I mean, sorry, the strength finder. I don't think it that it's part of the yes, strength finder. Yes, it is. Then we don't have the same at all because I don't have. Oh, really? What are you? I didn't even see it. My strength finder thing is number one is strategic. Number two is emphatic. Number three mm-hmm. is intellection. Number four mm-hmm. is connectedness. And number five is input. No, I have none of those. What even are those? That's what I'm saying. Ah, ah. Like when, it, when you read, when you said futuristic, I was like, I don't think that that's part of the thing. But in terms of that, because of the fact, just what you're saying, like there's a lot of this, that strength is in those things and that's how my brain works. And so if you have to Mm -hmm. put me into another, like, I understand why I resist a lot of things because it doesn't work for my brain to understand it in so many different ways. I don't thrive in those environments. And who are we to be able to say, we can just leave and get ourselves to an environment where we can thrive. I'd like you to send me your report. I would like to see that report. and I want to know what it is. So Bonnie says she was hired based on her Myers-Briggs. The only thing I have a problem with when it comes to Myers-Briggs is that mine are always different. Certain things are not different. Like it's usually NTJ, but the I versus the E, introvert or extrovert changes almost every time I do it. It depends on my mood because I mean, I guess they think an introvert is someone who's like, I prefer to work alone. And I don't. I don't prefer to work alone. But I don't gain energy from being in crowds of people either. The N is intuition. The T is thinking. And the J is judgment. Those are the same every time. I do not suck energy out from other people. I do that from being, I recharge by being alone, not by being with other people. 
Right. But I like to work with other people. It makes Oh, so going back to the gal, I wanted to tell you mine. Hold on. Are you ready? Yes. Communication, uh-huh. futuristic, mm. activator, individualization, and woo. Wait, what are those? Those are my five strengths. Strengths finder. Yeah, but those are not. The woo is not in the strengths finder test. It is so. Clifton strengths. I'm staring at my own results. It is what? so. It's called woo. It's called woo? You don't got no woo. I don't. I've never heard that woo is in a strength finder so, test. So, yeah. So what I'm looking at is the more recent version where they actually have it color coded. Purple is the execution ones. Orange is influential. Blue is relationship building. And green is strategic thinking. And I can tell you I have zero purple, which is like focus, discipline, responsibility, consistency, arranging, <laughs> achieving, right? Like none of that is me. I have three in the influencing section, which is competition, significance, command, maximizing, activation, communication, self-assurance. I have two in relationship building, individualization and positivity, and four in strategic thinking, which is probably weird. But I'm a learner. I like to be strategic. Ideation, which I mean, that doesn't sound like a compliment, but whatever. And futuristic. Maybe we're looking at different tests. Yeah, I think we might be because it's weird that, I Hold mean. On, me, I'm going to share my screen. I was looking at the clip. Is it the Clifton thing? Yes. The Clifton? This is it. This oh. is me. It says woo right there, woman. It says woo. That's what I just looked at that. That is so bizarre. But and then I took the more, the 34 is like, how, how much do you have in everything? And look, look at my Oh, chart. my it's God. Like, it's like naked <laughs> and then influential and strategic. But I have no execution skills. That's so sad. No, but that's ADHD. I know, but it's kind of makes me sad. I think most ADHD people are not going to have any purple. Hence my disliking of purple. I'm just kidding. Ew. Um, So wait, so what are yours again? Where are you again? Well, the ones that I have here that I took a while ago. So looking at that test, who knows if it's even there? Strategic, emphatic, intellection, connectedness, and input. Here's input. Here's intellection. Emphatic. Wait, emphatic should be in emphatic or empathetic. Uh, it says emphatic. emphatic. It's probably positivity. That's probably in blue. And connectedness. Yep, that's in blue. And a strategic intellection. I don't know what the heck that is. Intellection is, is green. I don't know. We can find out. You like to think. You like mental activity. You like exercising the muscles of your brain. Yeah. That's so like I'm green and... You're mostly green and blue, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm all green and I'm all blue. And I and I lead with orange and then green. And that actually stands to reason because I do think we have a lot in common as, as far as like how we think of things in a strategic right. way. Like yeah, like we're pretty similar in that in those areas. It's the other areas that I like to persuade and you're just like you're just like got to intellectualize everything and I'm just like let's party. Yeah, and but then neither of <laughs> but then neither of us know how to actually do it. Neither of us go execute on it. We have no purple. If any of you are purple out there, help us. I know we need help a purple us. person. I think Melissa is a purple. This is what I'm saying. I think it's so helpful to be able mm-hmm. to like that's why when I was looking for somebody to maybe because I've been noodling on hiring somebody just for me, like a person mm-hmm. to just help me out. Like I literally would say, listen. I don't care how creative or innovative or strategic you are about anything. In fact, 
I want you to really love spreadsheets. I want you to do things in like totally the opposite of me because that's actually what I need you for. I don't need to sit here and have, I have you, Jess. You are my person that helps me with that stuff. But I need somebody to follow through with emails, make sure you'd make the appointments, make sure I don't forget stuff. Like, did you do this thing? Like all of the boring. Oh, that's Melissa. Oh, yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. That's what I need. I need a purple person. I wish she could clone herself and we could each have a Melissa. Oh, my God. But she works for both of us, but, you like know. A purple. Oh, there she's right there. It's like Melissa. Melissa, I would like you to take, I'm going to send you, if you have never taken the Strengths Finder, I have to know what hers are now. I'm going to send her a coupon code for it. Yeah, I have to like check out that. Do you want like, to retake it too? I, I, I probably it's should cheaper like. cheaper if you do it, if you do a bunch at once. Like if I get oh, really? five, it's cheaper. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah because it's like to. to be able to finish out that thing simply because then you know, it's like I need help with all of the purple parts because... <laughs> <laughs> but look at the purples. Okay, but doesn't this sound like Melissa? Okay, discipline, focus, responsibility, consistency, deliberate. All of that is Melissa. <laughs> I mean, it says arranger, achiever. I don't know her well enough to know if those are, you know, I don't know that well enough to know, but I, I don't do know, know what those... arranger is. Oh, an arranger is somebody who makes plans. You're a conductor. When faced with a complex situation, you enjoy managing all the variables. She's an event planner. Hell yeah, that's her. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Melissa, like, I would be shocked if you weren't totally purple. But I think you probably have some relationship building too, because she's also very funny and fun to be around. Right. Oh, God. We've been talking forever about everything, but not podcasting. I do hope everybody understands that this is an important conversation. Though. Yes. No, no, no. And I'm not saying that this doesn't matter. But here's why I feel our show is very different than all of the other podcasts about podcasting out there. Because these are all conversations that you need to be having around building a podcast. It's also the reality of building an online platform. It's also the way in which you get an opportunity to know yourself and to grow. It's also an opportunity for you to recognize that a show about something doesn't have to look the same way like everybody else does. And the reason that people tend to gravitate towards us and our work is because we do things like this, because we don't come inside and into something without bringing the humanity, bringing the passion, bringing the fact that we suck at some things, bringing the fact that we we're just figuring (laughs) things out when it comes to other things. And we don't try to just tell people, hey, this is the way it's done. We are here with you and we together are moving forward all the time. So Mm -hmm. I know that there's a lot of times when Everybody just wants to know how many downloads and how do I grow my show? All of those types of things. I understand it. I totally get it. But yeah. sometimes conversations like this can matter more to the work that you're putting in the world that goes beyond podcasting. One day you too will be 50. <laughs> <laughs> you too. You too. You too. <laughs> That is funny. All right. I guess we'll just end it. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. You're welcome to give us feedback as to whether or not you want us to talk more about these kinds of things, self-realization and, you know, how it relates to work. Or if you just want us to stick to Spotify and iHeart, let us know. Uh, (sighs) Feedback at SheePod. We're sad if that's the case. I'm assuming that's not the case. but. Yeah, please let us know. Feedback at ShePodcast.com. You can also find our website, ShePodcast.com. 
and us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at She Podcasts. Thank you guys so much for being here with us live. We really appreciate it yes. so much. And for those of you who are listening not live, we appreciate you just as much. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye. Bye.